Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Mom's Movie Night Podcast with your host, Daniel, and my mom, Nora. Welcome back, people. And we have another reoccurring guest, our favorite, our cousin, well, my cousin, my My mom's nephew, nephew, Tony. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, awesome. Our pleasure, huh? Uh, This week, one, Happy New Year's to all our listeners. Yes. The many tens of you guys, we appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, sorry for the sabbatical, but now we are looking forward to getting right back into the thick of things. Uh, we are going to continue that list of December that we uh, weren't able to finish in time before the end of the new year. But what that means is for this episode, for episode 36, we are going to be discussing the 1998 film, The Big Lebowski. Yeah, a crime comedy. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> first off, uh, Tony, uh, just one of the reasons why we wanted you on this episode is because I have a feeling you like this movie. Anything <laughs> to just kind of say as far as your first thoughts of what you think about it? Uh, this is one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> All right. I agree. Nice. Great. I agree. Uh, Mom, would you want to go ahead and tell us the synopsis? Uh, well, basically, this is Jeff Bridges. Uh, he is the dude. Um, he is actually uh, Jeffrey Lebowski. So anyways, it starts off, you know, he's a slacker, man. Look at the first scene of the movie. He's buying that cream milk, and he gives the cashier a post-it, a post-it check for 69 cents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, oh, my God, so... This is this guy, he's a total lazy motherfucker, ends up going to his apartment that morning, you know. All he does is drink white Russians and get high, and but likes to bowl. He loves bowling. So he, he gets mistakenly, the guy's like, come on, look at where I live. Herman is like, fucked up. You, you can tell he doesn't have the funds, but yet they think he does. So they're trying to, you know, get this money that that they think he has, and he doesn't. Of course, it's mistaken identity. So, yeah, they go and they pee on his rug. They fuck him up, and then they pee on his rug. And so the story is he goes to get kind of like... Um, compensated. Compensated for his ruined rug to go to the real Lebowski, who's a self-made millionaire, um, veteran. He's um, handicapped, but... He's got a lot of accomplishments and a lot of like, you know, at uh, philanthropy and all these awards. And he's like this big guy, mansion, y todo el pelo, you know. And so he's married to a trophy wife, a young little starlet who we know ends up, she was in the porn business. So the whole story is Big Lebowski, the millionaire, hires this slacker. The dude. The dude. To fucking be the bag man the, to, uh, you know, deal with these uh, kidnappers because he's already seen them and he wants confirmation that those were the fuckers that kidnapped his wife. So he goes through this, you know, all sorts of shenanigans. <laughs> well, yeah, my mom went the long way, right? <laughs> Telling the synopsis. But essentially, 
It's a case of mistaken identity, yeah. as my mom said, and you just kind of find like this skeevy California weird underworld that like the big Lebowski, sorry, uh, the dude kind of kind of finds himself in, right? And in it, you got like uh, like porn stars turned thugs. Uh, you got uh, the weird art scene of the daughter. You got like the, the bowling alley. The bowling alley. The nihilist. The nihilist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. And so, uh, it's as far as the story is concerned, like, what is it about the story that you like, Tony? <laughs> I love, I love the mistaken identity part. How it just starts everything off, and then all these interconnected storylines that, like, some of them don't get solved. And like, do, does the film really have an ending? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the great thing about it, right? Because (laughs) it starts off with like a rolling tumbleweed, right? And what I like about it is that it's going through like California and like it ends up in like the beach where you're never going to really see any tumbleweeds in the beach. And while that's happening, as you see this tumbleweed, it's being narrated by, of all people, Sam Elliott. Yes. Right? So... He starts the story of telling you about the dude. (laughs) And then as far as the ending is concerned, you're right. There's nothing that's really resolved, but it does kind of finish with Sam Elliott's, you know, at the end, kind of ending the story, you know? (laughs) Well, not ending it, but just kind of like signing off. But yeah, you're right. (laughs) He's always played in every single thing he's ever done. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Sam Elliott. And what I thought was funny was that I literally just finished watching that show, 1883, where he's talking about being like a, a wagon, uh, like um, on the wagon trail, the Oregon Trail, and that's pretty much what he does in that show. And like, that's exactly how he ends the, the movie beach. of The Big Lebowski, <laughs> is like talking about being on the wagon and blah, blah, blah. And it's just describing like every role he's ever done, like you said. <laughs> but he has such a great, smooth voice that like, if it was narrated by anybody else, it would not have done this movie justice. Right, right, right. I love Sam Elliott. Well, what about the? What were some of the scenes that you liked, Tony? Oh my goodness! Where, where do we start on this one? Uh, it just from the jump when he's talking shit to the guys pissed on his rug while he's getting a swirly. <laughs> just starts <the> movie. <laughs> right. uh, all the way through it, the, the bone like. Uh, when Smokey steps over the line, <laughs> yeah. and, he wants and to Walter, count the points. <laughs> um, it's throughout the entire movie, Walter just fucks up the dude's life from the jump, and oh man, that fucking bowling scene. Yeah, so let's yeah. stop you right there, really quick, right? So let's go into the cast, right? So right. we got Jeff Bridges, who's the dude, mm-hmm. and then we got, as my cousin mentioned, Walter, right? Who's one of his Walter bowling buddies? Check. Yeah. Who's Vietnam a- vet. Is <laughs> <laughs> <Is> he though? <laughs> oh my god. He's always talking about his war experience. Yeah. What was he really there? <laughs> <laughs> no shit, huh? Right. So yeah. So he's his uh, uh, bowling buddy, as well as with uh, Steve Buscemi, who's Donnie, right? Uh, so they're like a bowling trio, and they participate in this bowling league. So it's funny because 
Well, the dude is put in this like awkward, weird situation where the mistaken identity and having to find a kidnapped daughter and the wife or wife, wife. Yes. Uh, kidnapped <laughs> wife. Uh, he ha- like in order to wind down from all the weirdness, he goes and bowls <laughs> with his friends and he tells them what's going on in his life. And Walter likes to interject and be the idea guy and gives him all this terrible advice. And Donnie is always like... He's kind of like slow-witted. And it's funny because, well, Walter's played by John Goodman. No, you know, he's badass. So anyways, every time that Donnie wants to, like, get into the conversation... Fucking Walter yells at him, you're out of your element, and, you know, just shuts him the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, he's always so aggressive. He's got these anger issues, man. Oh, my God. He's hilarious. I loved him in this movie. Then he's a gun-totting Jewish convert, apparently. But yeah, that, that one scene. But he appease his ex-wife. Right, right. <laughs> he takes care of the dog. <laughs> Uh, the dog has fucking papers. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't bored it. It'll lose its hair. <laughs> oh my god, this guy's hilarious, and he's he he's the one that comes up with all the plans. Cause of course they gotta do the drop off, they gotta do all these things, and he always comes with these fucking elaborate schemes that all go to <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> like the first. Can you describe uh, describe one of the scenes that he, that oh, how God. he ruins the dude's life and one and what? How, give me an example, Tony. <laughs> when he calls the guy out for not being crippled. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! When he thinks he's faking it and throws him off the chair. Oh I mean, my it, God! Walter really is the cause of everything because yes. he convinced the dude. To go to the Big Lebowski's to get money for his pissy rug, he starts everything. Yes, he does. Yeah, I feel um, like there should be some kind of class or course on the psycho- psychological analysis of Walter. You know, because that dude's a fucking mess, like you said. He's like, I've seen guys that have lost their legs. That guy's a faker. <laughs> and he lifts them up. But then, as my mom was about to say, what else does he do? Mom? No, the first scene when they're gonna they're the drop off man. They they get the location, and he has a suitcase. And this fucker has fucking Walter has a suitcase of his dirty underwear just to pack <laughs> it up, so that they can like do a switch and they could keep the million. You know, you see all the fucking underwear sticking out of this fucking briefcase. It's like, oh my god, really, bro, really, you know. Yeah. And even that scene just goes away because case with the underwear underwear that should have been the money and then he's got his fucking gun and it just goes off and it shoots up the, the <laughs> dude's car and fucks it up and he ends up wrecking it and it, i mean from that point on it was sheer disaster everything he did was fucked up <laughs> but uh um, but he always had an answer for it like yeah let's go bowling <laughs> yeah right so aside from that tony as you said, there's a bunch of like little odd little storylines, right? Mm-hmm. What's another character that you think of when you think about this movie that's like not the dude or not Walter? Because there's some odd ones in here. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like Ma, Ma's character is really, really good. I like her. Because she, she's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it took a while to like figure out until she actually says that she wants to have a kid with him. Like, why? when I first saw the movie, I was like, why did she really want to go see this doctor? 
Right. You know what? I didn't get it till you're saying uh, that. It knocked up the whole time <laughs> by somebody that he doesn't have to interact with socially. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was funny how he she ended up there because um. So he goes and tries to get money for his uh, rug that was peed on and whatever. And so he ends up taking a rug that oh, yeah. he lied about. He said, oh, yeah, he's going to give me a rug. He said to pick whichever one. And so he takes this really nice rug. That shit was Persian, I'm sure. Takes it to his fucking apartment. It's the only nice thing in his apartment. And then here's Maude, the You know, she's like... The daughter that doesn't talk to her dad, but yet she's all involved with his business. And it was weird because I couldn't figure out why the fuck she wanted him. You know, because when she went to pick up the rug, they beat the fuck out of him. And so he woke up and the rug was gone. And I always wondered, why the hell does she want him to go see a doctor? I didn't get it until you mentioned it. Yeah, she was trying to have a kid. Yeah, and then they <laughs> mentioned that. They mentioned that later Did in the movie. They? But, I was like, what the hell? So, Mod, for those of you who are listening, thank you, by the way. Yes. <laughs> uh, is played by Julianne Moore, right? Gorgeous redhead. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's beautiful. And then she's uh, the Big Lebowski's daughter, right? So she kind of hires uh, the dude to kind of do her own, like, little side mission uh, while they're still trying to, um, while he's still in charge of trying to help uh, find uh, Bunny, which is the Big Lebowski's uh, trophy, wife. trophy wife, played by Tara Reed, yes. who was 23 at the time. Damn, she looks very young in that movie. Yeah. I, I had seen her, and I go, I recognize her from somewhere, but then I couldn't place her because, I mean, that's young, 23, to do this movie. Yeah. Nice breakout role, man, for sure. Yeah, a couple other notable actors, right? You got uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Who was the Big Lebowski's assistant, assistant, which was one of the funnier scenes where he's introducing the dude to the Big Lebowski and he's like waiting to be seen and he's showing him like all the accomplishments of the Big Lebowski and like he's all trying to get him to like not touch frames and not touch the things, you know what I mean? But I just felt like it was a very like... I'm a big Philip Seymour Hoffman fan, so to see him in like such a small role like that, but do such a good job, like that was pretty cool. <laughs> but then you got to uh, also talk about John Turturro as yeah. Jesus. Tony, can you please Jesus. tell us who Jesus is? Jesus is this this Latino guy <laughs> who he's fucking God's gift to bowling. Yes. <laughs> His outfits, man, they're out there. His one oh, pieces, yeah. fucking. That one threatens, threatens the guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's he's good. And uh, they made a spinoff that I haven't seen yet, but uh, the Jesus rolls. Yeah. It's a came out a couple years ago, I believe. We actually saw that movie yes, we did. for Mom's Movie Night before we actually did the podcast, and uh, yeah, man, that's a that's a weird movie. <laughs> There's not a lot of bowling in it. It's pretty much him going back to like his hometown after being let out from prison once again. And then he hooks up with like a friend and then it's almost like a like a weird like European style like storyline. A lot it was weird, bro, but it was funny at parts, but not exactly connection to the Big Lebowski though. There's no other characters in it and uh I don't it's not a Cohen Brothers. No, it's not. Yeah, there's a few like famous people in it too, 
Um, but yeah, like it's its own kind of weird subplot, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. If you're interested and very lovable in the story of Jesus. <laughs> but what I liked about uh, this movie with Jesus is how he was a pedo, a pedophile, and had to go around and introduce <laughs> himself to the neighborhood. <laughs> And then Walter's all like, he's a pedophist. He's a pedophist. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he was funny. I loved him, too. But uh, what's the guy's name? The the, the porn guy, the nihilist, uh, the main guy. He comes out in oh, Fargo yeah. also. I don't have his name. Oh, my God. But, yeah, God. he comes out in Fargo, Armageddon. And one of the other nihilist uh, porn guys is um, Flea, Flea <laughs> the bassist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I gotta rewatch that. He's the short one. It's the tall white one, and then the main guy, and then Flea is the little short, short guy. one. Okay. Yeah, right? I that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in there. This is a uh, Coen Brothers movie, as my mom mentioned. And what I like about the Coen Brothers, well, one, we like several of their movies, uh, starting with like Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. Uh, and then we also like, um, obviously, um, the more dramatic one. It's funny because they could go from comedy to Fargo to, to yeah, <laughs> super dark comedy like Fargo, and then like even like darker with like No Country for Old Men. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Their spectrum is like very wide, but their comedies are, you know, in my opinion, classics like Raising Arizona, this one, Big Lebowski, and then you got. I really like Oh Brother Where Art Thou, you know? Um, I think that's a great movie, and so is uh, Burn After Reading. <laughs> no? You disagree with the Oh Brother Where Art Thou? <laughs> Tell me. That's funny. Not a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. But, but just the fact that they have, like, this spectrum of movies, you know what I yeah, mean? But they, yeah, but uh, like, all these movies, um, like, this is one of their uh, earliest ones. It's... It's funny how they put the scenes, how they how they write these stories. Like this one itself, all these little, you know, scenarios. You know, when when dude gets his car stolen and he finds that homework paper, and then they go <laughs> looking after little Larry Spencer. You know, and it's like, so yeah, so he finds a paper, a homework of this kid's name, and so they find out where he lives. And him and Walter go over there to, you know, confront this guy. And it turns out that his father is a screenwriter or whatever for some show, right? So when they go to his house, the poor father is in an iron lung, like, <laughs> in the house. And then the, the maid lets him in. Yeah, yeah, his son's here. And the son, dude, his name, oh, my God, I know I wrote it down. He's got this look that he just doesn't have any, like, he doesn't have any... Um... He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck at <laughs> Talk all. Talk about nihilism. That kid gave zero Stone fucks. cold. Yeah. Yeah, he was like super, like, didn't want to be there, not even listening, like super blank face, you yeah, know? Yeah, his name's Jess Flanagan. Okay. And so, yeah, he's a 15-year-old. He has a deadpan expression. Like, there's no fucking expression at all. And then Walter goes in there and he's like... He, there's a red Corvette parked in front of his house, right? And he thinks it's his. So he goes over there, this is what you do when you fuck. What, what did he say? Oh, my God, Mom. Oh, I, I just <laughs> fucked it up. This is what you do when you fuck a stranger and in yeah. the ass. 
And he starts fucking Stitch fucking it up. Beating the and shit the out of the Corvette. And the kid's just looking out the window with the same expression. Oh, my God. You see this? You see this? <laughs> <laughs> He's just going ham on the Corvette. The best part about that scene is... It's not the kid's car. Right. <laughs> That's the neighbors. <laughs> which, which, which leads to like the second big thing to happen to Lebowski's car. Right. Which, which has this tragic arc to himself in the movie. He gets stolen. Yeah. He gets beat with a baseball bat. Yeah. And then he gets on fire. Oh, yeah, so, dude. You're right. I didn't oh. catch that, but yeah. And, Spoiler well, alert, two characters that die in this movie. Lebowski's <laughs> car and Donnie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. That's You're right. Because that's oh even what he God. says. He's like, oh, my car is finally like gone or whatever, you know? But yeah. God, no, yeah, you're right. That's It's a long little story arc on its own. You're, uh, I didn't even catch that for sure. But yeah, man, that scene is hilarious. Dude. I feel like John Goodman totally takes the cake as far as like the best character in this movie pretty much makes the movie i think he has probably the most and the better one-liners from this movie but that being the the best one just because the you didn't see it you knew it was gonna escalate but you didn't see it escalating like that when they were sitting down and playing like the good cop bad cop because he and that and that when they first walked into the house uh, John Goodman, Walter, right? He was like the good cop, right? He was trying to be like the calm one. <laughs> the dude was the one that was trying to get to business right away. And then that's when it just fucking took the turn and he just started taking out his crowbar. You see what happens? <laughs> when he fucking strangers. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Great oh, that, stuff. It's, it really is good stuff. He's like an accidental villain. <laughs> right yeah man just cause like you said he fucks up but not only that but how my mom mentioned earlier how he's a converted Jew so he doesn't work on the Sabbath on Saturdays no working on Shabbat Shabbat right Shabbat yeah and then the scene where uh, because of all the car problems, right? And he's calling Walter to pick him up, you know? It's an emergency. It's a, <laughs> and he's driving, and he's like, wait, I'm just wanting to know how exactly is this an emergency? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I like the dance sequence, but he's all wasted, and he's doing the dance sequence. Hooker's got a really good... He can move, man. The bridges. Yeah, I forgot. That's another thing. I this like movie their... has random little dance numbers. <laughs> oh, the music is cool. Yeah, when he's on drugs and stuff. Yeah, I like the music. It's pretty cool. Oh, the, the music of the movie is, is just amazing. <laughs> Tony, you probably have more of like an idea as far as like California life, you know what I mean? But I kind of like that they make California just seem like ridiculous. You know what I mean? <laughs> With like the art scene and then the... The starlet that goes and wants to be a star, but she becomes a porn star. Fair enough. The movie is set in L.A. And we are from San Diego. All right? Yeah. Got it. L.A., man. So strange. (laughs) So strange. No, but my my favorite scene in the whole movie is at the end when they go and spread the ashes, Donnie's ashes. <laughs> and then they go, they travel to this, you know, cliff, you know, and 
Walter's over here, like says this real nice little eulogy, and then brings up the Vietnam War. And then he starts throwing the ashes and the, the wind's bringing him back to the dude. And he gets him all full, like his shirt, his beard, his glasses. Ashes are just hitting him in yeah. the face. <laughs> He's just taking it all in. <laughs> just on his beard, on his hair, like my mom said, his and glasses. He, he could have been dumb. Walter turns around, he sees him all dusted. He's already trying to like clean him off and fucking Jeff Bridges. Everything you do, it's a fucking travesty. <laughs> <laughs> He finally realized it. Right? It just killed me, man. What I like about that scene, too, is just, like, how big John Goodman is. You know what I mean? Like, he's just so big. And then, like, he could tell, like, you fucked up, right? In that scenario. You got the ashes all over him. And here he is, the dude, like, you're such a travesty. You know, and he's all trying to pat him on the back. You know what I mean? And it was just like, oh, man, like. I didn't realize, like, how, when I first saw the movie a, a long time ago, I didn't realize, like, how reoccurring Walter was throughout yeah. the movie. Right. Like, I just remember him saying scenes when they're bowling, but I didn't necessarily connect how all the ideas that the dude should do were all, like, his advice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you said, he yeah. led him in that scenario uh-huh. and that path. Oh my goodness. And I'm glad he did. Yes. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, god darn, everything that happened to the dude was because of Walter. <laughs> All right. So something that me and my mom incorporated from the last time, um, well, after the last time you were on the podcast with Team America, Tony, is one, we started playing the net worth game. Yeah. Where we try and guess how much the actors... actors Celebrity net worth is. Well, let me get uh, in the budget of this one first. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the budget for this movie was $15 million. And it made, in the box office, it grows $46.7 million, So it doubled its money. Almost tripled, tripled for sure. Yeah. So that was cool. It's a good movie, damn it. All right. Yeah. So we got Jeff Bridges. He's a seven-time nominee, uh, Oscar-nominated actor. Has won the Oscar once for the movie Crazy Heart, right? He still is acting. Just came out with a Hulu show called The Old Man. Haven't seen it, but it looks pretty good, right? It's an FX Hulu show. At the time of this movie, he was 49 years old. He was born in 1949, right? Jeff Bridges. Tony, you go first. Would you have any idea how much Jeff Bridges is worth? Remember, he has that Tron money, too. (laughs) Tron. (laughs) And R.I.P. (laughs) Both of them. I love both of those movies. There you go. (laughs) I'm saying 100 million. 100 million? Okay, mom? I was going to say like 45. 45 mil. All right, all right. How much? 100 million on the dot, bro. No, mom is. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. According to CelebrityNetWorth.com. A <laughs> hundred million. A hundred million for Jeff Bridges. Nice. All right. A couple more. A couple more. Walter. The actor John Goodman. We all know him from being on Roseanne, mm-hmm. right? He's now, on the Connors now. Now the Connors, which she gets paid. Well, I'll tell you after. But, <laughs> right? 
Saturday Night Live, you know, all those other cameos and movies that he's been in. Yeah. What do you think, Tony? That's, uh, that syndication money's got to be a lot. I'm, I'm going $150 million. Okay, okay. Mm. I'll go 80 $45 million. Damn, I was going to say. Yeah, $45 million. That's so strange because Roseanne has to be pulling in a lot of money and, like, well, he gets paid $400,000 for the Connors per episode, but for Roseanne, you're right, but at the same time, like, Roseanne's probably getting those royalties more so than him. Because of the reruns and whatnot, she was the main... Yeah. But $45 million. Wow, I thought he'd be worth more. Let's make a million a year or something like that. <laughs> right, something yeah. like that. All right, and last one. And this is just because I'm a big fan. Steve? Sam Elliott. Oh man, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. I'm gonna go Steve Buscemi. Uh, Sam Elliott. Twenty million. I would say eighty. Tony, you're really good at this game, man. Twenty million dollars. <laughs> Damn, bro! <laughs> you should go buy lottery tickets, mijo. I guess. For sure. <laughs> this is fucking Vegas weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Twenty million only. Yeah, twenty million only. Damn, Jeff Bridges. So much like you can go with the same shtick. Right, (laughs) right. But well, so all right. So that's the big. I mean, sorry. That's the net worth game. Now let's go ahead and rate the movie. One to five. Five being amazing, all time classic. One being shitty, terrible. Right. Tony, by all means. I mean, the, the, the Library of Congress has declared this movie a national treasure. This is a five out of five. Definitely a five. Definitely. Yeah. It's hilarious. I would agree. Definitely a five. For those that haven't seen it in a long time, by all means, please watch it again. For those that have never seen it, please do. It's a great movie. It's hilarious. It's weird. It's a weird, <laughs> funny movie. And you when you I mean? watch it, Drink a white Russian while you're at it. <laughs> Remember that it's this isn't Nam. There are rules. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we'll go ahead and sign off. Thank you guys. We missed you. We hope you liked Thank the you. episode. Look forward to seeing this on your Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please, if you got a chance, please um you know, reach out on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and so forth. But uh, we appreciate you guys. We're on. A, we're gonna sign out. Bye, guys. Bye. The fuck is that? Theodore Herzl, State of Israel. If you will it, dude, it is no dream. What the fuck are you talking about, man? The carrier. What's in the fucking carrier? Huh? Oh, Cynthia's dog. I think it's Pomeranian. I can't leave him home alone or eat the furniture. I'm watching it while Cynthia and Marty Ackerman are in the water. You brought a fucking Pomeranian bowling? Brought it bowling? I didn't rent it shoes. I'm not buying it a fucking beer. He's not taking your fucking turn, dude. And if my fucking ex-wife asked me to take care of her fucking dog while she and her boyfriend went to Honolulu, I told her to go fuck herself. Why can't you board it? First of all, dude, you don't have an ex. Secondly, this is a fucking show dog with fucking papers. You can't board it. It gets upset. It's hair falls out.